This week on the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. At this point, do I really have to tell you, like, how many times? <laughs> this is like your 30th episode. Well, I guess you guys want to keep this as Bush League. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion. Hosted by Kyle Dornboss, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. Welcome back to State of the Legion Part 2. Uh, we've got the team here ready to go, and we're going to talk about kind of the, the rest of the episode. How you guys doing? Someone like drag racing on your street or something? I think so. I, I live in downtown D.C., and speed limit's like 20 miles an hour, but um, that guy was going like 60. So I'm sorry, Jay. I made the horrible mistake. I left my window... Uh, close. I have to open this window. You're going to hear a click of my mouse. I'm just telling you, I'm warning you now, before you become completely apoplectic, you ready for this? Bam. Now I can actually record this episode. Let's go. We're good to go. Big thanks to Jay Shalansky, our producer, who has been graciously producing our podcast for the last, what, six months now? Yeah. Yeah, six months. Yeah. And uh, yeah. keep keeping us on on tr- on track with all the background noise yelling at us. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean Jay's amazing. You should really buy his mats. Yeah, for sure. for sure. And other stuff too. Yeah, we don't sell flamethrowers yet, unfortunately. Ah, drat. Is that something we could sell? Uh, I don't know, Jay. Can we? I don't know if we have the right licenses for that. The right permissions. Yes. Are there yes, even Jay permits has. for for? flamethrowers like <laughs> no idea fifth trooper the flamethrower yes yeah yeah all right well so what are we talking about today yeah so we're i think we're gonna start off with um a last week we got last week is really like two days ago but we're gonna call it last week because that's when you guys are listening to it um we had a pretty awesome interview with alex and luke on monday yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a massive understatement. Right? I think I heard words like Gungans and Subfactions and Geonosians. I'll oh, be still my heart. I think those came yeah. up, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to tell how much of that was like wishlisting and how much of it was, you know, something that's actually in the pipe. But uh, I'm so ready to lead my army of Gungan warriors into battle with, with uh, Captain Tarpauls and Jar Jar at the head. Right. And uh, just just wave a giant middle finger at all you Gungan and Ewok haters out there. I mean, blue balls are going to be like a mandatory upgrade, right? I think they're called Boomas, but okay. (laughs) We'll go with that. (laughs) It doesn't charge to say like blue balls at some point. Maybe not. Maybe yeah, Boomas or something. I don't know. I don't. I got it in my head that they're blue balls. So they're they're large blue balls, exactly. And they roll. Yep. Hit those tanks and it's pretty sweet um uh, moving on yeah right <laughs> Kapow! um so they've talked a lot about the hoth troopers and uh shore trooper you know and their whatever the heavy weapon platforms that come with them so that was pretty fantastic um what would you guys think of those I will say those short trooper models are like enough almost by themselves to get me to start collecting Empire. 
I'm excited to have a new uh, option for Rebel Cores. Um, as beautiful as Rebel Troopers and fleets are, um, I'm ready for something new. And I'd really like to see if I can, you know, expand the limits of what I'm running, you know, be free of the shackles of... Well, we talk about the shackles of Skywalker on this cast sometimes, but this is like the shackle of the Z6. Uh, more on that later. Um, right. But yeah. So I'm, I'm curious here, Kyle, because you're like, man, short troopers look awesome. You've been playing Imperial, and I feel like... Uh, earlier in the day, you were like, "Man, Bosk is really good." Uh, yeah, what's the deal with that? Uh, I'm in love with the lizard man. What can I say? <laughs> well, I, for one, welcome our new reptilian lord. Right? <laughs> I mean, look, I've I, so I also just played Sabine for the first time today, so, and she's pretty good too. Uh, not gonna lie. Oh, um, Sabine's amazing. But I, mean, I, I have definitely been enjoying my foray. Into the Empire, the uh, it's nice to have range four with the DLTs. I missed the I missed a handful of dice that you get to throw with the Z6. Um, you know, I I think it'd be, I think they each have their own their own shtick. Um, I definitely did better in my second game as Empire in the attrition department than I did in my first one. Um, although I still pulled the first one out of my ass. Um. <laughs> Because of Bosk? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I still don't understand how you won that game because I went to bed when I thought you had no chance of coming back. <laughs> so I guess I was wrong. Uh, yeah. But... It was a, it was, you know, a combination of, um, it was, it was a, a magic trick basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me and Riha had a great time watching you pull that off. Um, if y'all want to know, if y'all want to see what he's talking about, you can check out the clip of that moment on the Yavin base Twitch. It's all captured there with commentary and the, it's, it's, it was an amazing moment. Um, Boba Fett never saw it coming. <laughs> I'll yep. just say that much. Yep. Um, and for those of you that might not be familiar with how we're playing with Bosk and Sabine, um, Invader League season three, um, which is Star Wars Legion on tabletop simulator has started up again. So uh, we're playing with them because we're using their spoiled stuff. If they've got unspoiled stuff, we don't have access to it, unfortunately. Um, but we've been playing with them online and, you know, hoping to essentially kind of like figure out the units and everything. So Kyle's been having a pretty fun time bosking it up with Veers, right? It's You've just been running Veers Bosk? Yep, just Veers Bosk. I, uh, I didn't want to jump headfirst in with double bounty. Um, so I thought I'd just do Bosk Veers first. And it's, I definitely, so I played Sploosh in my first game and he crushed me on attrition. And then, like I said, I pulled that one out of my ass, like literally on the last activation. Um, that was a learning experience for me, for sure. Uh, the second game I, I did much better. Bosk is just like, he's just such reliable range for, you know, I mean, basically you're pushing, pushing crits through at range four with a suppressive weapon and pierce, like. And there's there's so many tools to give him aim tokens that it's it's really not that weird to have at least two two turns on a on a game where you can re-roll into like four or five crits. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like having a, a sniper team that just consistently rolls one or more crits, right? Yep. Yeah, I'd say one is like a low number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree, having been the victim of this now a couple times, it's just in, in the wild, so to speak. Um, well, what's the magic? The average the, amount of crits you're on is 
per shot is what like 1.25 technically yeah it's more than one without an aim token and you're you know if you're running with veers there's one right there he's got a command card that gives him you know like 10 aim tokens if you want it um in lying in wait and then uh obviously if you run it with coordinated fire you can dump a pile of aim tokens on him in, on that turn too so um like like earlier today i played my second invader league match against copes and i ran both lying in wait and coordinated fire <laughs> so oh there goodness. were there were two turns where i just like dumped a pile of aim tokens onto bosk and just re-rolled his entire pool into crits basically um which is pretty good good <laughs> and he's he's range four you know and he's he's also got unheard move so he's really like range five it's pretty hard to hide from that without just essentially conceding the board yeah and he's also yeah, suppressive also like a, yeah, yeah and he, he's suppressive and it's also insanely difficult to suppress him because if you wound him too much it doesn't matter right he, he just gets enraged and he regens so <laughs> yeah he kind of ignores a lot of the core conceits of the game like suppression should cause you to lose actions and you know uh aims should be harder to come by than than it is on him and and he can double tap you know with reptilian rampage he can double tap so he's got like a son of skywalker-esque you know just like flat out two attack actions kind of thing yeah, except he can touch you from like range five away. Yeah, he doesn't act. He doesn't have to risk very much to uh, to blow you away. Plus, he's got the magic combination of critical hits and piercing, which basically means uh, you're taking this damage, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I mean, now there are like he is super vulnerable to burst damage if you can get close enough to him to do burst damage. Um. And so I, I I played the flip side earlier today against Luke Cook, and that's how I basically eliminated his boss. I hit him with a Z6 and then with Son of Skywalker on back-to-back turns. Um, but, you know, most burst damage is close range, and he's range 4. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he does only have 7 health, and he's got paper-thin armor. So if you can, like, if you can hit him with back-to-back hard hits, he is going to go down. But it's definitely harder to do than it feels like it should be. Yeah, Bosk and DTs is like just crazy. The amount of range four firepower you're putting out. I actually kind of think that he ends up replacing them. I do too. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing too, right? For their points, you know, why would I run a single DT and not run not be running Bosk instead? Because it, a it doesn't take up a sniper slot, right? B it's actually slightly cheaper if you just run him with Hunter. Um, he's only what one twenty one. At that point, yep. he's pretty cheap. I, I will say I find both stims and tenacity to be useful on him. Um, although those are definitely in order of importance, it's hunter, stims, tenacity, probably. In my mind. Yeah, I think hunter is it for him. Like he's it's, hunter's mandatory on him. Yeah. Yeah, like that's just his style, right? I mean, he can kick your butt up close. Plus, he's got the the poison grenade. But I think his style is definitely more the the sniper kind of hunter killer, you know, for sure. Shoot you at range and, and try to take you down. Yep. So you played with Sabine today too. Uh yeah. Um, I I definitely did not play the best Sabine that I could could have played. It was it was my first game with her. So. Um. God. Why can't you <laughs> yeah, just what... be good at everything as soon as it comes out? Yeah, just be perfect. It's easy. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, my primary mistake basically was that she wasn't close enough to Luke for half the game. Um, she still did stuff. She blew some stuff up. She took a lot of fire. Um, 
but she never used the dark saber. Uh, she got boot spiked by Boba. <laughs> Oof. It ended up not mattering because uh, Luke was doing Luke things, and um, I was doing pretty well on attrition generally. Uh, but I'm, for those people that didn't see the game, I think he could have probably won without Luke or Sabine. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know about that. Luke, Luke, Luke eliminated Bosk and did some other I stuff. Mean, but. Let me let me drop that back. I think you could have very easily replaced both of those commanders. Like you just like the Z six is pretty much tabled him. Um, yeah, and the triple sniper teams. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a lot of like catching him right in places where he didn't have cover or. Yeah, I think he just kind of moved. It was battle lines, and I think he just kind of moved up a little bit too aggressively um, on the first turn, and I hit him pretty hard for it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, but I guess I could have spent those those Luke and Sabine points on other things too, and it probably still would have been fine. But, um, you know, Luke Luke did his Son of Skywalker thing on Bosk, which uh, was pretty significant, and Sabine did hit like four different units with explosions. So, um, well, you're still able to fit five Z six triple sniper right alongside Luke Sabine. Yeah, <laughs> that's wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I actually I even took an officer Z six, which I think um, I had to cut stems on Sabine to do that. I don't think I would do that again. I think no, I, I think you take stems and then do yeah. something else. Right. Agreed. Um, yeah. It was Crazy though. Luke's a really good player. Um, he was he was also experimenting with double bounty, which I think is a is a list that uh, he's uncomfortable with a and is also somewhat difficult to run. It's um. It's got the same problem as Super Friends, which is that you have three characters, all of which you want order tokens on. Um, so, you, you know, it's kind of a hot mess from a token mix perspective. Like, if you're not pulling the tokens when you need to, you definitely need improv. But, um, yeah, it's a little bit double bounties. We, I, I haven't tried that yet myself. I'm a little bit afraid. Uh, but it's, I think it's one of those, like, high ceiling lists that's also very difficult to run. So... Yeah, and there's like a lot of discussion in the community right now about like what the optimal command hand is and things like that. Yep. Like I think for um, like super friends, it's a little bit more clear. Mm-hmm. I like, agree. You just like you just toss Leia's three pip um, and slide in Chewie's, but I mean like all of their one pips like Veers, Boba, Bosk are like really good. Yep. Um, so yeah i think you probably cut Bosk's bomb because you don't you know it's it's a nice to have if he ends up close to something but it's um not generally where you want him to be if you can help it but uh, discord disagrees with you kyle <laughs> i mean i guess yeah. you could cut whipcord too but then if you run up against like luke sabine you're gonna really miss that whipcord yeah yeah i still think whipcord is kind of like as a crowd control tool i think it's a little bit essential against luke and hell even against royal guards i mean i mean I think the biggest thing with Whipcord is that it's a free action. Yeah, for sure. It, it's just something you get to do for free. It's really good value. Um, Not to mention you, you can disengage from like from melees, right? Like you get to be yeah. doing your move. Yep. But like if if you look at it as like a free Jedi mind trick, like that's not terrible. Yeah, and it also freezes them in place for their activation. Yeah. Unless you hit another Mandalorian. Right, which case he doesn't get to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was, I was kind of amusing to watch yeah. that. Yep. I'm like, hey, I can still do a speed one move. <laughs> right? It's kind of nice. You're like, oh. You're like, oh, I'm, you mean I'm not stuck? Go places. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
So you got to play two games today, huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like hit hit them in too much detail. Um, That's okay. I just think that it's really cool that you got to play two games of Star Wars Legion on your birthday. Yeah, it uh, (laughs) it was my birthday. (laughs) Um, I I started like taking the day off for my birthday just as a day to screw around and not work. Basically, a couple years ago, and I've kept the tradition. So I played Legion all day. It was awesome. Um, And also, I realized that I'm old when. when David streamed my match with Luke and build it as Morpheus versus Neo, and I was not Neo. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were Morpheus, man. <laughs> but you you were on the scene before Luke really was on the scene, in my opinion. Like as a, like a as like a more known player, I guess uh, globally. I don't know how you even how you even describe it. Like he'd been making waves in in um, New York, right? And then he came to the Discord, and then he started playing online, and people were like, "Oh, this guy's really good." So you were around before he was. So I mean, it's not like any specific slight at the fact that you're older than he is. But you know, if you want to, David's just back. That, that was that was a good back pedal, like, but I'm old. I know. get it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm pretty I mean, you good can at that. Keep this narrative going, right? We can just like make you know, like Kingsley Agent Smith or something. Oh my good lord. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's an appropriate reference, actually. That's actually quite appropriate. I mean, yeah. without without the without the malicious evil part, but definitely. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he puts he puts his list on the table with six z six and three snipers, and you're like, "There's so many me's, <laughs> right? There's so many copies it's of just, the same unit. It's pure efficiency. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. love you, Kingsley. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. You know, it's, that's his that's his style. You know, he's yeah. def- he's defensive, calculating. It's cool. I mean, you sympathize with this, right, Kyle? Like, you're a very defensive player. Yeah, I mean, that's why our game was so boring. <laughs> it was. It it was not boring, actually. At least I didn't think it was. Yeah, I mean, um, well, and in, in hindsight, I needed to be aggressive. Like that, my list style relative to his. We talked about this already. We don't need to rehash, but it's okay. Um, I will teach you how to be more aggressive. It's gonna be okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if I play Sabine and Luke, I'm gonna have to figure that one out. Yeah, you can't lay back. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I think that the way you played your game today, like outside of the fact that Sabine was too far from Luke, um, I, th- I think that you were playing it pretty defensively. Like if you just use Luke and Sabine as like a, hey, you can't come close to me. Um, like your 5z6s and three snipers will handle the range battle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I played that differently, I guess, than I, than I would normally, you know, jump into holes yeah. if you see them, but don't force anything. Yeah. The thing is, you just have more opportunities to like jump into those situations because you essentially have two Lukes. Yep, that's true. I mean, one of them doesn't have force push, but that's okay. yeah. You know, you can still you know. I I really so I really respected the play you made, and I don't want to talk about these for too much longer. But the play you made today, where you double moved with Luke into a stormtrooper unit that had already activated, and then declined to attack because you just didn't want him to get shot, I think was. A really conservative and B really good, just because like most people wouldn't have done that. They just would have swung the lightsaber. I think. Um, yeah, I do that. I I find myself doing that a lot actually. Um, and Screw Tape actually afterwards brought up a good point, which is uh, there's another way to do this, just tactically speaking, with Luke or or any unit with Pierce really. Um, Pierce is optional, so like if you want to swing, you know, and see how many hits you get. Like that, that stormtrooper unit had three dudes in it. Like, you know, I could have swung and got like four hits and then let him roll his saves and then essentially declined to use Pierce if he just failed one or two of them to leave a guy alive. 
Um, yeah, you could like pierce into the exact right number, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah it's it's that's an option. a little dangerous, but yeah. Yeah, because you know, you could roll like four hits and then he rolls three blanks and then you're in the same position you would be otherwise, but um Yeah. If you're up against like stormtroopers or something where you're expecting at least one save, like it's not that bad. Especially like if you're going up against like a like a four or five man unit, I think it's much safer to try something like that. You heard it here first, folks. Don't use Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, and I mean, it's, so, it's so Jedi, though, right? Like Luke's all about pacifism and you know, rather, you you know not not using yeah. anger and aggression, right? That's that's the that's the light side of the Force. I don't know, but Darth Vader has Pierce three, and I'll be damned. But I'm gonna use it, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you guys got any Bosk Sabine thoughts? He needs all the help he can get. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Rex. So, uh, as far as, no, I actually have not had an opportunity to play with Boss yet. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, but I think it's going to be a while since I'm running Invader League, probably with Sabine, um, who I also have not played with yet. I have to get my first game scheduled this week. That's on my priority to-do list. Um, but it's been really busy because we've pretty much recorded every single night this week. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of on the, you know don't have time for that train at the moment so um how about you div uh, i had a chance to play sabine um i played her with han and leia because i could do pretty much a similar list to what uh kyle is running so if they didn't get three strike teams i think i only had two because i slotted in a character that uh, slotted in leia instead um yeah i think it's actually pretty dope it's tough though because they have such heavy competition for the one pip in the command hand and i think like it's weird because I think in that list you actually do leave Sorry About the Mess at home, which doesn't seem right. But Han by himself I think is good enough just for Reckless Diversion and Change of Plans. And I think with Leia behind Sabine, you get that free one-speed one move that makes her all the more potent, just gives her a little bit more economy. I think that's really her issue. Um, and others in the community have brought this up about Sabine. Um, she doesn't have access to Force Push. And so she needs some way to disengage and Luke will do that disengage for her with force push. And so, you know, I think that's why Luke Sabine is good, but I ran her with, with Han Leia just because I wanted a commander that had more ranged pierce. Cause I think range is like a, a, big, a bigger and bigger factor in the game. Yeah. As far as how Sabine did, um, she tanked Royal guards and death troopers for three rounds before dying which was kind of nice. Um, the Darksaber was kind of underwhelming when I used it. Pierce 1, I, I don't think, is quite enough to make a big impact. Like, you're still looking for them to fail their save. The Pierce 1 just helps a little bit. Worst case, it helps you make sure that your Darksaber strike didn't do nothing. Um, but I've been, I'm kind of whelmed. You know, it's not a Luke Saber. And... I keep telling myself that this is like all elusive because, um, you know, Luke Saber could do the exact same thing in Pierce Two. It's just a one more body off the board in the in the wash. But um, you know, I start to, I start to worry when I look at a twenty five point upgrade that I'm taking that only does like one hit on a Death Trooper, and then you know they all punch me back or the Royal Guards, you know, come at me. And in situations where I could disengage with the with something, I like with a box because I had Force Push instead. But no, you know, I can't disengage. Like I said, I sit there and get tied up by one Death Trooper for the Royal Guards to come in and kill me. 
or something like that. Um, that said, I don't know if I would take her without it. Just because that immune pierce melee makes her such a good match for Luke. Like, she's actually more defensive than Luke in that regard. She's got a better save. She has nimble. She's immune pierce like Luke is. Um, so, and just, and she has a better weapon once she has tenacity turned on. Yeah. I, I actually, one takeaway from uh, Kyle's game that I saw today is I actually think that the biggest reason you might take the Darksaber is Dauntless. Um, yeah, definitely. I, like I, can, Courage, I 100% agree with that. Courage 2, like the difference between Courage 2 and Courage 3 on her and Boba is huge. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've seen that now repeatedly when, when she faces off against Boba Fett and then Boba Fett whipcords her. Dauntless like saves her bacon, yeah. essentially. Until she panics, but... yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that later. You know, range three of Luke, she shouldn't be doing that most of the time. I, I still think she needs an Inspire source behind her, much like Han does. Yeah, which I I've been saying it. Gotta take Leia, Luke, Leia, Sabine, Rebel Rebel Meta, twenty nineteen. You heard it here. Even rhymes. I don't still don't see how you fit that, but I'm gonna try it just for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean. You gotta go down to like four Z six and naked, don't you? you and do, two snipers yeah. to make that work. It's still ten activations. It's still ten. It's just a little bit. It's not quite as beefy. Yeah. And like I don't know, we we feel we feel the discomfort us rebels when we have to go below five Z sixes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta cut a bunch of upgrades too. I mean, it's thirty points. Yeah, between a Z six. It's like and it's like you guys have to play with expensive characters now. <laughs> I, I know, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I kind of agree with you, but like it's weird because I look at Sabine, okay, and if I just if I take her in isolation, it's like okay, Luke does the melee thing better than she does, Han does the gunslinger thing better than she does. Neither of them have saves to rival hers. Neither of them have nimble. Neither of them have the speed she does. Neither of them also have explosions. Yeah, those, and so those, those are bombs. like the biggest reasons to take her. Those bombs are good shit, man. Yeah, they man. really are. I also, I sort of think, and this I think has yet to come out in the wash, but I think she actually does the gun thing better than Han. Um, I think the difference between in some ways, yeah, like speed three in rather than speed two in gunslinger, like as a last action gunslinger, speed three out, especially with jump two. Um, is a lot more versatile than, than like w- once you get Han in the thick of things, it's tough to get him out of there. I, I think what you mean is speed three in gunslinger, throw bombs, gunslinger, speed one out. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. yep. Oh, you didn't do that today, and I was sad. No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did it. Yeah, actually, there. actually, you sling first so that you don't have the suppression yep. in front of your guns, right. and then blast them away. Yep. But yeah, but I mean some. Some combination of that, like doing the last first gunslinger bomb thing is so, so potent. Um, so we've talked about Sabine and boss for a while. We've got some, uh, state of the Legion stuff to go over here. We wanted to talk about, you know, we talked about a lot of exciting stuff yesterday or not yesterday, last week. Jeez. It, it, it's yesterday to me. Um, but, uh, so we wanted to talk about some things that we feel like, you know, we could kind of improve on um, moving forward. So uh, I think uh, earlier in the week, Luke Cook actually published a video online um, about sniper strike teams. Did you guys get to watch that? 
Uh, not that one specifically, although his videos are pretty good. Um, so folks should check them out. Uh, yeah, I've watched his stuff in the past. I unfortunately yep. was I saw it go by on my Facebook feed, and I meant to click on it, but it just didn't quite. Jeez, drat. guys. Well, Luke, I watched it, and I was listening. <laughs> um, but uh, essentially, someone out there was listening. Right? Um, so he was going into like you know, it's really hard to build a competitive lifts without sniper strike teams, um, and I think you know we've a talked about that to some degree on previous casts. What do you guys think we can do going forward to kind of fix that or, you know, what can be done? Well, well, what is, what is the problem? I guess. I mean, let's start, let's start there. Like, why are they a problem? I think, and there's a bunch of factors, right? Like, like number one is that they're 44 points. Right, that's that's the biggest thing. Super cheap. But but they're also forty four points that can be effective anywhere on the board because they have infinite range. They're also forty four points that don't lose their heavy weapon after taking a single wound because of the um rev- because of the weapon team rules, right? Yeah. Um they're also they're also cheap enough that you can take upgrades that enhance their economy and have it not cost you too badly. Although there's the community is kind of divided on whether hunter snipers are any good, uh, I think I think they're amazing. Like they're really really good, but they have a, they have to have a very specific strategy attached to them. But um, you know, hunter aside, um, it's the fact that you you have this amazing combination of low points, high survivability because it's dead easy to get them into heavy cover or hide a model. Um, and the combination of offensive keywords they provide with infinite range. They're also, as an added bonus, like relatively timing neutral. Like you don't generally it's better to pull them early than late, but since they're they're often in like a relatively safe position unless you're engaged in a fierce sniper war, um, you don't like usually super care when you pull their token. So you can kind of use them as part of a you know, like if you look at if you look at the top high command list, right? It's it's five to six core, two to three snipers, and then characters. Um, and the reason for that is because, like, you can give your orders to your characters, and then your entire bag is core and snipers, and you don't really care like when you pull a token, uh, what that token is, right? So, um, yeah, there's 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 just so many different things that they excel at as as part of a part of a good competitive list. Uh, I do think I do think we should qualify this a little bit to specifically say strike teams are mandatory because I think um, as we've talked about already Lupo proved that you can do something similar if you're really good at sets. Yeah. I mean and I think to that conversation, right? Maybe it's just the low cost quality useful activations that are posing this little bit of a problem, right? Because they're starting to kind of inflate the activation counts for a lot of these lists, right? Like if, if you weren't, if you didn't have the option to take sniper or sab strike teams, we'd probably be looking at a lot more eight, nine, maybe 10 activations as opposed to nine, 10 and 11, I think. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you go look at armies before snipers came out or before, you know, commandos and scouts came out. Like, uh, what was that, like August, late August of last year? Um, 
and yeah, they were eight or nine activations, basically. Yeah, they were available at Gen Con, so yeah, it was late August. You're right. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think they were they weren't legal for Nova, which was late August. No, so I remember because um, I was running my sweet Darth Vader, like five stormtroopers, maybe six stormtroopers, two bike squad list. <laughs> Yeah, because you had literally, literally nothing else to yeah. spend those points yeah. on. This was back when John Brader was winning maximum firepowers with double rocket speeder bike lists. Yeah. Well, and that's because people were bringing in ATSTs and ATRTs. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that was like, a total was, meta call, and it was brilliant. Also, also. Yeah, I mean, it was appropriate for the time for sure. Yeah, it was it was like the precursor to discipline on death troopers. Yep. Yeah. Um. So what do you guys, do you think that there's any way to fix this? Do you think that it's just like, we need to wait for something? Like, I, I, don't, I don't think the answer is wait for something to come and replace them because anything that is going to replace the sniper strike teams uh, right now feels like it would be too good, I think. Um, yeah, well, and another question too that somebody brought up in the Discord is like, what stupid other metas are, are cheap snipers uh, protecting us from? Right, that's the thing, you know, like, um, yeah, like four, like four death troopers. Yeah, like if you don't yeah, have a quad death trooper, if you don't have an infinite range pierce attack, like death troopers get a lot better, like a lot better. Oh, really and truly, yeah. Like even just DTs with the configs and the heavy weapon are madness. Like the amount of damage they put out. So yeah, I, I think you got to be careful before we say that, like. They're quote unquote a problem. I, I don't know that we have enough unit diversity on the table at the moment to to be able to say whether or not the fact that there's two or th- two or three of them in every competitive list is because like they need to be is is because they're too good and they need to be balanced in the other direction or because they're because activations are important and because they're cheap. Yeah. Like I don't know that we have enough evidence at the moment for that call. It's also possible, you know, we don't know what clones and cis are going to look like structurally past the core set but it's possible that you know they have other advantages that offset the lack of access to something like that it, um, it's also possible and, that like b1 battle droids make sniper teams really bad right you know but i guess my point is like you know once we have more factions it could be that strike teams are sort of a uniquely like faction defining benefit of playing empire or rebels mm. Yeah, that, that's an interesting you know point, I mean? right? Like, it might it might be that like clones and um, and be like CIS just like don't get access to that. It would, it, I could see clones having snipers. The Confederacy seems a little weird just because their battle strategy is like, you know, <laughs> revolutionary war. Like, let's line up in a line and shoot each other. Um, yeah, they still have like infiltrators like in the Clone Wars that's, that's TV true. show. Um, I guess we'll have to see. They'll probably borrow from that. We'll have to see. Um, so one of the other things that was on our list to talk about were the infamous exhaust weapons in Ion. Um, oh boy, we're still talking right? about this. <laughs> a year down the line. I mean, well, this is this is a year a year in review. It right? is. It is a year in review. Yeah, that's so, true, and it hasn't changed. You know, um, I think that. It, it doesn't a it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that exhaust weapons and ion generally a rocket yeah, scientist generally uh, as in an hh12 scientist don't don't expose my puns um, <laughs> um but i think they've already really taken some good steps to 
kind of swing this back around. And I think we've seen that in the Pathfinders and the new um, Land Speeder that came out. You know that I think they essentially had the same gun actually, um, but it, it's Bistan's gun that's like black, four white, uh, impact one, ion one, exhaust. Um, it's like a, I don't remember how many points it is. I think it's like thirty two, right? Ish. Yeah, it's thirty two base. Yeah. It's just it's a decent rate for that effect, I think. Um and it like actually has a chance of putting the ion token on because it's you're like rolling a ton of dice. Yeah, I I think I think the fact that Biston like people are considering him and using him effectively in a in a meta that currently doesn't have a lot of vehicles, at least until we start seeing the tank more. Um, means like that he's in a decent spot. Like it's, I almost view the ion and the impact as a bonus. You know, you're not taking him specifically to counter a vehicle meta, but if you have him in your list, you're, you're glad you brought him, but he's going to be plenty useful. You know, if your opponent doesn't have any vehicles either. Yeah. You're taking him to create a a stupidly large dice pool at range three. I think that speaks to kind of maybe the largest problem with ion ion and to a lesser extent exhaust right now is that like their purpose is just like really narrow that might be due to the fact that we just like don't see a ton of vehicles but um well right like if if you take if you take a mpl ion or an hh12 and your opponent doesn't bring vehicles you're significantly behind on efficiency before you even roll any dice yeah Um, yep and I, th- I think I think there's a chance too. Like if your opponent does bring vehicles, you know, and this is why people don't bring them is is because there's enough tools already, especially for Empire, um, to deal with those vehicles without having to take those like specific anti-vehicle exhaust weapons. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that the tank kind of changes that conversation. Um, I own one, but it's not put together yet, uh, and uh, it just it certainly has the opportunity to be like okay. Every Empire list is going to need a guy with a rocket launcher from now on. Um, I don't know if that's the case, but I think a tank backed up by like an astromech or two could certainly make that a thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's another thing that makes me reticent about ions is because they added this cheap tool to remove an already, an already, I don't want to say negatively efficient, but a highly inefficient token. I mean, so for whatever it's worth, I think that if you can get an ion token down, it's really good. And more specifically, if you can get two ion tokens down, it's amazing. Right. The dream is to take Han Bistan and like last first with an uplink. Sorry yeah. about the mess. Yeah. And you know, ionize fully ionize a tank for one like, round. That that seems really good to just be like okay here's a quarter of your points you don't get to use it like yeah and but that's the thing right like one of those it's one of those mechanics where it's like if this was easy it would be everywhere or no one would take vehicles yeah right yeah i mean but no no one's taking vehicles right that's not the reason right they weren't taking vehicles anyway but that's not because ion's easy to use it's because vehicles are not efficient Except, I think, Sorry. possibly the tank. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We're, we, we came back full circle. <laughs> we did. The circle is now complete. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awkward silence. 
right? Awkward silence. Okay, so we're still talking about exhaust weapons. Uh, okay, so okay, so so what are so we have this standard, right? We got the MPLB. Um, we've got uh, the HH12. It's an exhaust weapon, but then we have the the newest exhaust weapons, right? The um, the Landspeeder ion gun and the Death Trooper configurations and the Pathfinder configurations. Well, the Pathfinder config is an exhaust, but the Death Troopers yeah. one is. Um, so I've been messing around with the Death Trooper one. I think it's fine. Um, I think it's one of those exhaust weapons that you might only use once. Maybe, I don't know. Like... Unless, unless you're running discipline. Unless you're running discipline, yeah. Because, uh, like, I think it's, like, eight points-ish. Again, I'm spitballing here because I don't remember these things up top. It's, it's, not like, it's not like Death Troopers synergize with Veers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I sense sarcasm in your voice. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, precise 2 baked in uh, an exhaust weapon that comes with it in a pack. Uh, yeah. Gee whiz. We're taking another trip know. to Kessel. <laughs> I think we are. Um, but yeah, I so I, I that, go that's, ahead. sorry. The Kessel is spice mines. I think you mean crate. Mm, mm, spice. Salt, <laughs> sorry, I had to correct know. the record there. Well, no, the de- death troopers and veers are spicy. I am salty. Okay, <laughs> that's. I think we've got it now. Um, okay. Yeah, I just so the experience that I've had, and I've only ran two games with death troopers, but. Uh, the experience I've had so far is that you actually they're they're much better at range two than they are at range four, um, because the, my dead rebel troopers disagree. Well, with I mean, you, like, sir. I'm not saying they're bad at range four. I'm just saying when uh, when they've got yeah. two aim tokens at range two and they're rerolling eight dice in their you know eleven die pool. Um, with blast it's just like you know blast. Uh, <laughs> Which you, is you don't need red dice when you're re-rolling everything um like I, I think i rolled out a couple like nine hit like rolls against like z six squads or range two and i was just like well i guess you die because you also don't have cover so have fun with that right like that's that's just it like uh but I mean, like, even if you don't, like, cover is only two hits. Yeah. And so when you have, when you have <laughs> a, yeah, but you know what I mean, though. Yeah. When you're, yeah, I, I say only when you have a, a re-rolling, a massively re-rolling dice pool of seven. Yeah. Uh, and you have a five-man squad. Where does that leave you? You know, if you make no saves, you're dead. It leaves you so. Well, yeah. it's a good thing rebel dice are white then, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there have been a lot of paint on my white dice yeah. recently. I noticed that today. Well, let, lucky <laughs> you. Uh, Just saying, there's there's two of those three, two of those six sides have paint on them. I think. You know, you know what they say: better to be lucky than good. I yeah. suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I do think that for as good as we're talking about DTs, like we said earlier, I do think boss just straight up replaces. That's my personal I, opinion. I think that if you're using them for the the range four fire support role. Yes, I think you're right. I think I think if DT double yeah, IRG, I, or sorry, D- double DT IRG. Sorry, yes. um, it is, but I it's think good. That if you're running DTs over Bosk, the reason you're doing that is because they can get up there like fleet troopers and just delete things. Um, 
it wouldn't normally die instead of tossing down the suppressive stuff. Now, if you're doing that, I, are you running them with at least one medic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so um, I'll caveat that with I don't think you're ever running DTs without at least one medic. I, um, yeah. Eh, not not while snipers are a thing, and we just talked about that. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, that's like 20 points down the drain uh, every time you get shot by a sniper. Yeah, it's. I think it's closer to 25. But... Uh, yeah, if you yep, if you count for I, I think the yeah, but I mean, like, thank goodness those things lose combat effectiveness when they get wounded. I'll just say that much, because <laughs> Bosk doesn't. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep, Bosk actually gets better when he gets wounded. Yeah, <laughs> and he regenerates. He like you don't even need a medic. <laughs> if you get a lucky white roll, you get three health back. That's like so yeah. much value, right? Yeah, double paint on those white dice. It's really I... good. I forget it's what really, game really it was, good. but I was watching an Invader League game, and the guy was running Bosk, and he, he he had like three wounds on him. He rolled his regenerate roll, and he said he healed all of them. It's just like, oh it's my like goodness, a, that's a thing. Um, yeah, that is a thing. It happens. Sometimes you just roll sixes on this. So happens. Um, I think the third thing on our list that we were looking at for some improvement. Um, was more official engagement from FFG at organized play events. Where are my sparkle dice? <laughs> Damn it. You just want some of that X-Wing swag? I would love to have custom dice for the special dice for yeah, Legion. That'd be I, really fun. I've already got the order tokens from High Command, so I hope, I hope sure there's more to come. I, I, I find it difficult to believe the fantasy flight games is not going to be like hey we did special dice for literally all of our other games we're not going to do it for this one um i i think that's crazy that they wouldn't uh, they're definitely gonna yeah they, they... yeah ready I mean, for my it's marbles just been, it's just been yeah. one year right like i think there was you know so one of my biggest takeaways from our interview with alex and luke was just how optimistic they are and how optimistic FFG is and how invested the company is in making Legion successful. Um, and I think when Legion was first pushed out, you know, there was a little bit of uncertainty about like how well it was going to do, you know, and FFG didn't like go full force in, into supporting it. I think we're starting to see that now. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely agree that the community a little bit carried Legion on its back this first year. Like, we were talking uh, just while we were putting these show notes together about like where would Legion be without LJ Pena and LJ, you know, yeah, right, or Brendan yeah. France, right, or Brendan France, yeah. Like the stuff that you have yes, done thank for you. our community this year is just there. There, there is not words in this world to really describe what you have done for this game. So, and you've done it for free. No one has asked you to do it. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if not for LJ and Brendan, you know, would we have had enough terrain at Adepticon? Would we have had all of the surprise support we got? Would we have had the streaming support? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think there's, that's an open yeah. question, you know? Um, like all of that came together after they brought LJ and Brendan on. So, um, Yeah. Big, big thanks to you guys, and and hopefully, you know, we're still like I said, 
I think FFG is is now all in on this game now that they've seen how successful it's become. Yeah, I, I sort of feel like there was um, like the, you know, there was a big elephant in the room. Like, can we actually, you know, rival Warhammer, right? Like, because that's the thing you have to do to be successful, I think. Um, and I think the answer at this point is yes. Yep, I think after Adepticon, um, that's pretty clear. But, but I, I don't think they were sold on that. You know, until until now, and um, you know, yeah, and and I think we see we see some encouraging things with like the seasonal play kit that they've announced, where you basically get swag just for showing up to your local store and playing games. Um, I love that as a concept. I think that's great that they're doing that, and I hope we see more stuff like that as well as just more like official tournament support. Um. You know, we've already, like LJ has previously talked about the Legion tournament circuit, sort of just putting together like a standard set of information really for tournaments um, for Legion. And hopefully FFG embraces that concept also. Um, You know, the good news is that as we've already seen for this first year, there are a lot of people willing to to step up and help. um, And hopefully we just see more engagement in general from, from OP. Yeah, I, I think that um, there there's just there is a large community that is like looking to get involved in organized play. Like, I don't know how long the wait list was for LCQ, but I it, at one point it looked like there was at least twenty people on there, um, and like there was already sixty four people in the tournament, and those are just the people that like decided, hey, like. The tournament's full. I'm going to sign up anyways. I'm sure there was a ton of people that were like, oh, the tournament's full. I'm not going to sign up, you know? Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, and the fact that we see so many rally point qualifiers on that on that list is a huge positive sign, too, because it means that there's, what, like 70-plus stores that think that they have a big enough local Legion community to go through, you know, the investment to, to hold a rally Spe- point. I mean, Speaking that's a great of rally point qualifiers, I have a huge ask for our listeners. Um, not a huge ask, but an ask. Uh, if you are at a rally point qualifier and you are able to like get the winning list and email it to us, that would be really cool. Yep, we want to talk um, about that kind of stuff. It's so you know if if you've got somebody that like won a rally point. And you want to like showcase them or something that happened really cool? Email it to us. I think it's notoriousscoundrels at gmail dot com, right? Sweet. Uh, yeah, I got it right. Email us other stuff yeah. too. Feedback, criticisms, questions, whatever. The questions that we could answer on the show, even yeah. Like you know, if you have a question you'd like us to address, like please feel free. We'd love to hear listener feedback. We we need that sort of thing to continue to grow and get improve what we're doing on our end. So don't, don't hesitate, you know, please email us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet, sweet. So, yep. Um, we've talked about some stuff for improvement. Um, you know, Dave, why don't we start with you? I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Um, sure. So if you sure. could sum up this year 
in a few sentences for you, what does that look like? I was nervous going in, like investing. Um, 2.0 had, that is X-Wing 2.0, had kind of put the game on the back shelf or the back burner for a lot of folks in my local area. And I was a little bit disappointed that it seemed to be commanding all the attention, but um, persistence paid off. Um, the community started growing. I said, yeah, I think this will be the game I throw myself fully into. And, you know, I'll stop trying to be really good at X-Wing and I'll just be really good at Legion. Like here I am, I'm at the ground floor. I can, you know, heal my largest regret at entering X-Wing kind of midstream, you know, wave nine when things were already starting to break down for first edition. Um, the game has just gotten better and better. The community's gotten wider. And, you know, that circle, as it widens, we're just going to get more and more people in to, you know, contribute and play. And and so, I mean, as far as the, as far as the last year has gone, it's been amazing. Um, I've met a ton of people I would never have met without Legion. And I have done things I never thought I would do. And I've met amazing people. And I'm looking forward to doing that for another year, at least. <laughs> Many more if, uh, if, you know, the Force wills it. I'm sure the Force will be with you. <laughs> Always. Always. How about you, Kyle? So I, I'm, your turn. I mean, I can go if you want. Do you want to go last, oh, okay. Kyle? Since it's Kyle's turn. Or do you want to go now? <laughs> it doesn't right. matter. Why don't you go ahead? Um, so... You know, I uh, when I saw the Legion was going to be a thing, I was like, okay, this is it. <laughs> everything else is going on the back burner, right? I I like I doubled down on everything. I literally bought um, before playing the game. I think I bought like five hundred dollars in pre-order stuff. Um, I uh, no regrets, no regrets at all. Um, I you know, I've got so much stuff, but I also have met an insane amount of awesome people in the last, and and frankly, that's really the highlight of it. Like this game is fantastic and the rules are great and the models are great, but you know, the community that, that has been built in, in the last year um, is just freaking amazing. I, I don't know, you know, like I, I look, I look back at like a year and a half ago and I have a hard time like remembering like what it was like to not know all you guys. Like what the hell? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've known you guys for a lot longer than, you know, eight months to a year. And, um, it's awesome. It's frankly incredible. Um, so I, yeah, that's what I have to say about this year. It's just, it's, it's it's feelings mutual taking man. us to to so many places you know i went to las vegas which is a place that i never thought i'd be <laughs> and like and same you know, we that was the first time that a lot of us all got to like meet in person and it was it was incredible you know um uh it was just really awesome so thank you to everybody else in the community and i hope that 
um, everybody listening, you know, if you're not involved in the community, get involved because it's just, it's amazing. Um, but I think it's birthday boys time. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm going to echo a lot of what you guys said, like, so originally when Legion came out, I was skeptical, I'm like only two factions. <laughs> right. How's that going to be fun? Um, you know, I was a 40 K player at the time. Um, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll try it. Uh, my friend, uh, I want to give a shout out to my friend, Mike. Uh, not you, Mike. You've got Mike, way too Mike many G. friends that are named Mike. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. This is, tr- <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Um, Legion, Legion just attracts so. a lot of mics, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he convinced me to try the game with him. Uh, we gave it a shot. I'm like, all right, this is pretty good. I, I'll split a core set with you. Uh, I kept playing it. Um, and I haven't picked up any, well, I take that back one time I've cheated on Legion and I played 40 K in the last year. Um, but like I've been all in on Legion since then, um, because a, the game is great, but also, you know, like you guys have said, I've really enjoyed meeting everybody. Um, I'm super grateful for the, the chances that I've had to hang out with you guys and hang out with the other members in the community and get to know all these cool, new, awesome people um and share our passion for this game so uh it's been awesome and uh i'm super stoked to see what year two for the game looks like and i'm so excited that ffg is aggressively supporting it uh you know i think our interview with alex and luke is evidence of that the fact that they're we already talked about this a little bit but the fact that they're moving to hard plastic is evidence that you know they're putting their money where their mouth is like you can tell that a corporation is invested in a game when they're literally investing in, you know, capital improvements to produce the game. Um, so I think it's a great sign, you know, uh, I'm really excited to see what happens with Legion, um, in year two. And of course I get to hang out with you guys and all the other community members for the entire duration also again. So, bonus you're stuck with us <laughs> yeah and i'm excited you know it's uh, as the game grows too more people are constantly stepping in um uh, and joining the community so uh, i'm sure a year from now we'll be having this conversation about all the other new people that we've met in between here and there that are also awesome so then how the game has evolved and you know presuming clones comes out with any speed you know yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, how that's affected the game going from two to four factions. That's that's like the biggest thing to look forward to, right? The next year. I mean, based on what Alex and Luke said, it might be way more than just clones and, you know. Yeah, we have no idea where we could be, you know. The man said Gungans. I know. That tells you how deep (laughs) they're going. And sub factions. Yeah. Uh, yeah can we please have neutral sub factions that can work for any side that would be so amazing uh, like mercenaries or you could do cross cross faction units like agent callus yeah sorry spoiler alert Uh, yeah oops (laughs) you haven't seen star wars rebels get to it chop chop it's only if you haven't seen star wars rebels you probably have no idea who sabine is yeah yeah Um, I, i didn't until i watched rebels yeah well i think that's the only place she's in, yeah right? right yeah that's where she that's where she's at there, yeah so yeah. that's where she's from yeah buddy well i think this has been awesome 
uh you know we've had two full episodes of the state of the legion um i hope that everyone has enjoyed uh kind of this format i uh we'll see if we do it again next year it'll be probably based on how the community feels about it um but if you really like this please let us know and um we will pick up our regular scheduled programming i don't even know what day it is now um whenever the next cast is which should be a week from whatever you're listening to this um so yeah you guys got anything else uh no can you guys hear those sirens yeah there's that siren joe (laughs) (laughs) i'm not in minneapolis (laughs) no just i mean thanks thanks to you guys uh for doing this um it's been super fun that we all get to just hang out dude likewise right thanks to, thanks to, to thanks to our producer jay yeah for taking a chance on us for sure um still taking a chance on us i feel like he takes a chance on us every time we like <laughs> we, we, we're like five four three two one go live and jay just sighs like oh. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> and all you all you other legion players and community members out there you guys are doing awesome things so um, or is that Generoso quote about how you know we'll keep fighting until all the chances are spent? Yeah, except we're not. Yeah, that's like that's... that's like so doomsday. This isn't Scarif. This is like uh, yeah. This is what this is like the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, in the updated version where they take you like back to Coruscant and everybody's like oh cheering my gosh. and stuff. No, just no? just the just the old better version with not Hayden Christensen Ghost Man. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I didn't really mind that. I'm gonna be honest. Jay says I can threaten to cancel every cast if that helps. He's trying to that get would... the doomsday atmosphere going. Oh yeah, a little more Rogue One, right. Annihilation Looms style. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say the end of Return of the Jedi when Vader is uh, burning in a pyre. I mean, uh, speaking of his effectiveness, it's a, it's a <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I've said too much. Right, hang on. I think we can say that about the T forty seven. I don't think the Dark Lord of the Sith. Yeah, I know, right? The T forty seven was. Uh, hey, there's there's plenty of shots of the T forty seven just like getting you know plunked by a an ATST, just kind of back it up and be like, oh yeah, and, uh, you're dead too. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. All right. Big old mechanical dog. Playing with his chew toys. Shall we take it out of here? Take it home, man. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening. This has been the State of the Legion. I'm Mike Berry. I'm Kyle Dornboss. David Zelenka. Thanks for listening, guys. Join us next week for another episode of The Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.